This is a HeadGum Podcast. Dynamic banter. Mike and Steve are going to do bits and have some fun. Dynamic banter. Honking horns and ringing bells and making good. Dynamic banter. Don't forget the history rose. Dynamic banter. Remember the one that goes dynamic banter. Remember that one? Yes, I do remember that one. What about what about the one that goes dynamic banter? Harmony works so much better when the noise gate doesn't cancel out. (laughs) Guys, welcome to Dynamic Banter. (laughs) Um, Mike and I uh, were just talking about stuff. I forgot what we were talking about. But we were... I kind of did. We were talking about Jake Paul, I think. We were. We were talking about... Do you ever remember seeing any of them at like a anywhere yeah <laughs> the younger one Vidcon was on target yeah i the the younger one whatever that one's name is Dazeem. that's the one uh the youngest one in curls lil dazim uh was on that disney channel show i did bizarre vark he was like one of the stars of the show really and yeah and so i did that with him and so i did a thing with him Man, being on Disney puts you in a uh, gives you a very interesting trajectory. Yeah. From the beginning of time. All those yeah. Mickey Mouse Club kids. Yeah. Growing up and getting into boxing. When are you going to start boxing? <laughs> well, I got I wasn't a Disney kid. I was a Disney man. <laughs> That's a different. Um, Different application. It is uh, a different. It's a little different. <laughs> you could. That means you could be a boxing elderly gentleman. Yeah, which is that's cool. I dude. Yeah. I speaking of like boxing and and fighting and things because like when I think about YouTubers boxing each other, like I think about how ridiculous it is because it seems like because at that point you're like how do I get more money right because you have like yes. a lot of money probably millions and and you're like where am i gonna get more millions he put it out at least that he said he wanted to be able to afford to put a pool in his pool (laughs) oh my god (laughs) he's building a in-ground pool underneath an above ground i think that's like definitely some idiocracy shit like mm-hmm. that, like if you told me there's a line in Idiocracy where someone says, yo, I want to make enough money to put a pool in my pool. Yeah, like I just t- made that up. I just mean, <laughs> I thought that was a funny thing. To say. I don't like, jo- I don't like jokes. <laughs> okay. That'll be the last one. Today. I just realized I'm cutting off my, like a little bit of my arm over here and the frame doesn't look as great, but that's okay. Sorry, Ryan, figure it out, buddy. 
You're Sorry, good at this. you. <laughs> I want you superimpose an arm in here somewhere. Yeah, put here. Com complete my whole arm, arm here. Um, <laughs> but like, um, I was thinking about how, like, how do I, how do I make more millions? And then they're like, how about you fight on TV, and uh, pe make people pay to see you get punched up and see you punch up another man, <laughs> and that's like exciting probably if you're a millionaire because you've probably already done all the shit where you get real close to dying uh, and you pay to get as close to dying as you possibly can. Cause you're so you've done everything you've wanted to do with all of that. Those millions of dollars, you've already gotten all of your interests and your weird shit out of the way. So now you're like, now I'm ready to be punched the fuck up yeah. for millions somebody, of dollars. <laughs> it's about the time somebody punches me out and I'm not going to stop until I find the person who does it. Yeah. Because he fought, I think his <laughs> first fight. Also, I don't forgive my ignorance, but I don't know the difference <laughs> between the two. <laughs> I don't either. I don't either. I think Jake is the younger fought, one. One of them fought a YouTuber first, right? And neither of them had any kind of boxing experience, or they had very little. I think so. And so I don't know much about one, that. Which is only like kind of impressive. Because two YouTubers fighting each other, that is what it is. It's like when YouTubers put out a rap album out of nowhere. It's going to be, <laughs> it's, it is what it is. It's its right. own genre of weird. Right? I think it, it'll find its audience, but it's yeah. not necessarily a piece of art. And then one of them fought a NBA player. And I'm like, okay, that's a professional athlete. That's good. But being an NBA player and being a professional boxer are obviously two drastically different things. Wait, one of them fought an NBA player? Yeah, like very. That was the most recent thing that happened. Was and that was in the ring or in a basketball game? Out. No, yeah, no, it was on. So I think Mike Tyson put together a pay per view where he fought <laughs> like Roy Jones Jr. or something okay. at the end. But they're both like sixty. So it right, was right. like a <laughs> hug. It was hugging, right? Professional right, hugging. Right, right. <laughs> Aggressive <laughs> hugging. But like the undercard, I guess, they let one of the Pauls be on and he knocked out a um, an NBA player who looked like a pretty big athletic dude, but still it's like you're not a boxer, you're a basketball player. And now they're both going after, like one of them is going after Mayweather, Floyd okay. Mayweather. I've heard that name. And then the other one is going after Conor, Mer Conor McGregor. And both of those people have punched people out for a living for yeah. their whole life. That's their jobs. So when they were, when the Pauls were teaching themselves how to like edit videos and get money. Right. These people were destroying human beings. Daily, yeah. And what I've been saying online, the only thing I said about it online is that this is wrestling. This is all wrestling is wrestling is you build a story until people want to come out of their houses right. and pay to see the heel or the bad guy or the obnoxious one. Get Finally put his money out. where his mouth is and get in right. that ring. So whether it's Floyd Mayweather and one of them or, <laughs> uh, Conor McGregor and the other one, they're going to get knocked the fuck out and people are going to pay a lot of money to see that. So it's kind of like how much money would you need 
to get absolutely it's like the equivalent of getting hit by a car in the face <laughs> that's what i'm saying how much does man that cost? that's what i'm and saying how many like... pools do you get <laughs> Because that's the thing. It's like they must be at a point in their careers where they're like, well, I dude." because imagine the shit that like. Like, imagine the shit that you would do that you're that you would never talk about on a podcast, let alone maybe not even to a friend. Like if you were a millionaire. Like, you'd be like, first of all, I'd take care of my family. Then I'd take care of every bill for my family. And then I'd take care of all the bills that I could possibly take care of of myself and the rest of my loved ones. And then maybe I'd, like, throw some money to people that, like, I've owed and and maybe deserve a little something for how awesome they are. And Mm -hmm. then you're like, all right, now I'm going to do, like, the real shit that I want. And like, so imagine your version of that and then imagine like Logan Paul, Logan Paul's version of that. Yeah. And, and I don't know him. Right. Don't, like, I don't know of anything that he does. Totally. All I know is that he's like, they are like viral video guys. Right. So I'm guessing they just make whatever is going to get engaged with a lot. And th- those kinds of people are like very attractive and very athletic looking. Yes. And so they have that like probably young girl demographic of people who want to get up ins. Right. right? And then, you know, you (laughs) spend your early childhood like gaming uh, in algorithm and you figure out how to do that and you make a lot of money, you know, that's your hustle. Right. Right. And then I think what happens is certain YouTubers put out something male YouTubers usually put out something that's very like vibrato vibrato. Is that the, the vibrato's of, ah, bravado? No, that's not what I'm trying to say. Bravado? bravado. Yeah. That's very like, uh, now I have to prove that I'm like a man and a tough guy. Right. And they right. either do that by like dropping a rap album or f- training to fight someone. Cause they're like, well, you can't make fun of me for being a YouTuber anymore. If I, you know, I think everyone hears that YouTuber word and wants to be bigger than that. Right. And everyone figures out their own way to kind of break out of out of that, especially the older you get. Yeah. And I also feel like they they're probably at like a point of fuck it like that. No man should ever get to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're like. Well, now I'm going to just like get my my brain destroyed by someone who destroys brains for a living at, for millions of dollars because like I'm ready to just like take my shit to the next level, baby. That part is what I'm kind of confused about because like if you've only been boxing for and I don't know any of this information. Let's say they've only been boxing for they've been training for 3 or 4 years. Are you like, do you go into a fight with Conor McGregor or Floyd Mayweather and be like, they're definitely going to win, but I'm going to walk away with this much money. I'm going to end up in the hospital, but at the end of that, I'm going to have this much money. Or are you like, I have a chance at winning that. And if I win, no one's going to call me. You honestly think that I think it's that. 
you think that they think that they're going to win because they've beaten up uh, other these other Yeah, people. because I think that, like, you know, kind of like another um, celebrity that that we I don't like talking too much about on uh, on the show because it's a fun show. It's a funny show. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, but it's like <laughs> you got that right. <laughs> uh, uh, you can say that again. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, <laughs> oh, okay. That's a great button. Great just button. that one. <laughs> just that one. Just that note. That's the mummy has a keyboard now, and that's all he learned how to play. I feel like these. The, you know, when you're when when you're um, such a a, a regarded like idolic symbol for like so many people. I think you start to hear so many people say that you're basically like God Mm. that like you get to a point where not only do you believe that and it's something you've always believed in the, in the narcissistic core within. But I think that, what what feeds that even more so is the prospect of fighting someone that your status in life proves you would be able to beat. So it's like, I think when they're presented with like, you, you're going to fight this guy who destroys lives for a living. I think they think <laughs> that they're so powerful that they absolutely could knock that guy out with the power of like all of that energy they have from their audiences and shit. I guess the reason why I question that is because I feel like that is obviously and this is a hinds something that hindsight teaches you that is a stupid that's stupid mm-hmm. way to think right <laughs> so if you yeah. believe that you're yes, on exactly. a course to get like really 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 hurt right. right right but i do think because they have so much money there has to be a part of it that they're really smart Right, right. And so I think guaranteed money would be you make all these videos and you talk all this shit and then somebody pays you a stupid amount of money to get in a ring with somebody who's a professional life destroyer, like you said, (laughs) and then win or lose at the end of the day, if your goal is making money, you have so much more money. So if that's their, their plan and they're doing it like wrestling. I would say, obviously I don't agree with it and you'll never get any of my money. There right. is no world that exists where I'd ever pay to see that. Exactly. I would hear about it. I exactly. would be like, oh, what happened with that? But I would never, ever, But that's the beauty of it. it. That's the beauty of it. It fuels so many possibilities. Like the people that want to see their God essentially fight another potential God and maybe win is like so exciting. But for the people that don't give a shit, it's also as exciting to make maybe see this guy get the absolute life punched out of him. Like there's just something deep inside of you. That's like, this guy is despicable. He's filmed dead bodies and had zero remorse for it. And, Mm -hmm. and it's like, I want to see him get punched right in the face for it. Like, I think that would feel good to me, but it's like not enough for me to fucking pay for it. But it's like, don't you, aren't you a little curious to see how a fight with that guy and a professional life ruiner would be like. Yeah. I think my lifelong love of the wrestling business (laughs) would tell us that I am interested in the outcome. (laughs) 
Yeah. I I enjoy <laughs> fake stories that usually don't have as good of a payoff. <laughs> and I know? think that the, the mission is accomplished because they just want people to talk about it. Yeah, more, that's more the whole anything. thing. Yeah. I mean, the most important thing for those of you who don't know now and those of you, <laughs> I know a lot of you listening um, have like TikToks and have you do your own content and stuff like that. The most important thing in the in the world right now we kind of got over the hump of that um, quantity over quality mm -hmm. thing, mm -hmm. which is very nice to see. But engagement is like everything. So it's like your business becomes, how could you get everyone to talk about what you're doing? Right. And you do the most outlandish shit. And you watch right. the video where <laughs> one of them calls out Conor McGregor and he's like wearing <laughs> an Irish f flag and he's yeah. like, talking shit about his wife and he has a big like golf PGA tour check about like, I said this to your house or whatever the fuck. Yeah. And you know, like very simply you watch that and you understand like this dude's fucking obnoxious and he's talking shit to somebody who could destroy you. So instantly you're like, that's what I want to yeah. see. Yeah. I want to know what the actual game plan thought process is. I really need to know if that guy, if the YouTube guys think that they could win or if they're like, it doesn't matter, winning doesn't matter because the it's end gotta goal is It's got to be a little to... of column A, a little column B. But I also do think, because like, have you seen, they're kind of jacked. Like, Oh, for sure. No, they're in great shape, dude. Yeah. I'm sure that they've been using all their money to pay for like the best trainers. <laughs> and like, in all honesty, like yeah. making themselves into athletes. Yeah. But I don't right. know how long right. they've been world-class boxing athletes and i know for a fact that conor mcgregor is just like a machine with skin on it that fights people <laughs> right who was born and, to do that <laughs> right and and floyd mayweather may be like past his prime but when he was like and i'm not a boxing fan at all or mm. an or a mma fan ufc at all mm. um but when Floyd Mayweather was in his prime, he was like, that's the fastest. You can't even touch that dude. Right. Because he's so fucking fast. Right. right. And um, he was and and he dedicated his life to that. And that's what his yeah, life was yeah, yeah, meant yeah, yeah, yeah. for. And I think that's the important part about all of this, which is like essentially these YouTube guys got like the Marvel treatment of like an actor is hired to a Marvel movie and then they put them through a training process so that they, they can get six pack ags, ags or, or, or 12 pack ags. Um, yeah. and, uh, steroids. You're talking about steroids. <laughs> You're talking about exactly. Hugh Jackman doing steroids, steroids and 40 he's pretending to be Wolverine. <laughs> right, right. And 40 pounds of kale a day and, and that's it. Uh, but those guys uh, basically paid for like a, a regiment that would allow them to like be able to withstand some kind of boxing match or whatever. And then these guys, these like Olympians, essentially these these like true, world true world class, yeah. like Greek God guys dedicated their lives to being good fighters. And I yeah. think they know that. I think they know that. So that's why I feel like it's kind of like column A, column B, no matter what, they're going to make a lot of money if they accept the fight. 
Right. And if they die, which is a very <laughs> real possibility, it's like I think they already knew that the, the lifestyle they were living would lead to some kind of grand exit think, from yeah, the mortal yeah, yeah. coil. So, like, I think that there was I think they're, they're feeling all of those things. It's funny that we're talking about this because, dude, last night I watched the first ever jackass thing. You know the movies, the Jackass movies and the like Jackass the CYK? guys? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I watched the first thing ever of a Jackass thing. I've seen, I've seen like clips. People have sent me like clips and stuff, but I've never watched. I never watched the show. I never watched the movies. And we yes. watched the 3D one, which I guess is part three of the Jackass movies. And um, I I could not believe what was happening to these men. I could not believe how often they were like in moments where they were about to die, but it was the, but it's their job and people love to watch them do it. And it's so connected to this like wrestling slash boxing world. It's like it's you sacrifice a, like your body. You're doing. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a prank you're doing with somebody else. Right. Right. And I just couldn't believe the, how, how knocked around these guys were getting and like, the slow-mo of getting hit in the head by, by like the hardest thing you could get hit in the head by and definitely die by. And these guys aren't <laughs> dying and they're like doing more and bigger stunts. And it's like, these guys are just built differently. And I think that those guys are, are also connected to like the wrestling guys and the boxing guys and the MMA guys. And, um, you know, and I think that they're just guys that are built differently that are like, I can sacrifice my, my shell, my armor, a high, a higher tolerance for pain. Yeah. And I, and I, and I don't mind sacrificing my brain and body for this yeah. thing that I know I want to do. And I feel in my, my soul that I've got to fight, you know? So that's the genre. It's like people getting hurt and then you, then people choose which subgenre they like. Right. Like I like <laughs> when there's an elaborate story arc. Yeah. Yeah. To the to the hurting yourself. Right. And your friends. And characters and like big productions right. and, kind right. of, and things like and that. Like, yeah. Jackass is like I'm Johnny Knoxville. <laughs> this is the uh poop my pants marathon. I'm that you know? guy. And that's, that's the big <laughs> I'm the guy in class that everybody knew who went too far with throwing the pencil and like hurting people. But yes. I grew up and made money off of it. <laughs> right. I threw pencils up in the drop ceiling. Yeah. And once in a while they came down and stuck in my head and everyone had a good laugh about it. And now I have a show. Yeah. I would and then yeah. The other the other one is, you know, I'm gonna be I'm going to make my own story and then it culminates in yeah. real violence, a violent contest with another person. Right. And, and a I'm show not saying of physicality. Any of is wrong. I'm just trying to understand it. Right, I guess right. my last question is what happens if the Pauls win? What happens? <laughs> I mean, if, if they win to me, it feels like, you know, in the movies when there's like a boxing match and like, 
there's like the guy in the fedora backstage that's like he throws in the fourth or like you know <laughs> he throws it in in the third round goes down in the fifth yeah yeah or his family gets it <laughs> like, right right if if dude the- by this point there's someone else there's a couple italians involved there in has to be because there's so much fucking money yeah you know of course dude everyone wants a piece of that pie but I'll tell yeah. you, dude, um, if if one of these world class fucking uh, life ruiner, professional life ruiners loses to one of these guys, 100 percent, it's going to be one of those backstage like he goes down in a third or your family <laughs> yeah. gets it like 100 percent, 100. Like, there's no way. Right. I think about the clips that I've seen of let's take just Conor McGregor. Mm. Uh talking shit to and then either beating up or getting beaten up by another legit world-class fighter who has been training for that their whole life. Right. You know, and it's a crazy, it's not really my thing, but it's a crazy thing to see. It's a grueling kind. I can't believe people put their body through that. And right. I guess just to decide that you want to do it, and then shoot right for the very top of it, I think. <laughs> and and I carry some of this over from, you know, being a stand-up and being a musician. Anyone who comes in and is like, I deserve to be on the top of this because I have this other thing that's doing well. <laughs> it's, it's just a weird, it's a different world. Yeah. And it's almost like you got to... Um, like we were talking about earning your your bumps the other day. And I don't know, you know, here's somebody who's been really into it for four years. Here's somebody who's been bred to beat the shit out of people right. since they were five. <laughs> right. Like, what makes you think you got, like, a chance? That's why I'm like, it has to be like, how do I get a billion dollars? Well, you could let this guy punch you in the head, talk about right. shit beforehand. Right. And and, and I and again, and I think that make in making that decision, it means that you're basically like those jackass guys or like the wrestling guys where you're like, you know, the, the prospect of success, regardless of what happens to my body, is like enticing enough for me to sign the contract that's like, yes, this man can maybe ruin my life for $2 million or whatever. And I think it's like put sacrificing your body for it's it's just like, you know, I think these are just people that were born under tough circumstances and lived like in the, in the tough, you know, grew up in the tough mean streets of whatever cities they're from. And they had to fight their way out of like, many situations because of violent situations to survive. Exactly. And I was just this kind of like protected kid. And I can't imagine you using my body as a way to like, you know, cause if so, if someone was like, I'll give you, we'll give you, um, we'll give you, well, fuck man. Cause honestly at this point, if they were like, we'll give you a million dollars, to let a world class boxer <laughs> punch you in the face. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, you know what, man? It, okay, so yes, here's the thing. I think what a way to go, right? If that's the way I go. Yeah. And second of all, if I survive that, 
what, what it's a life ruined situation <laughs> like i think something's different after that yeah i have a million dollars but i forgot how to say f <laughs> I have a million dollars, but whenever I see a pool, I just freak the fuck out. Fuck! What is that? What is that? Dude, and then if you win. Oh, dude. I guess I do this now. I guess I'll be punched in the face. Because that's the thing. Like, if if you do it once, right? Like, you're in. Like, next time someone's like, we'll give you two million to be punched in the face by this guy and then so you're and then you're just going on because i think this these guys um who are like yeah i'll fight a guy they they this isn't the first boxing match right like they did this already a few times i thought yeah one fought another youtuber and then one fought the nba guy yeah and i don't know what else oh okay so this is the first time any of them is fighting like a professional like a world champion (laughs) You know, like that is the jump is like, I think it's a disrespect. (laughs) This is my opinion and I have no dog in the fight. Excuse the expression, but it's such a disrespectful jump to be like, I knocked out another YouTuber. I knocked out an NBA player. Now I can knock out some of the best people who have ever done this. And I don't understand the jump, but I guess. There's an element to everyone's job. There's an element of physical harm to everyone's job that you assume when you do your job. (laughs) Right. And if your job is like, you are the views getting engagement guy, you're like, what could I put my body through while I'm young to be the top views getting engagement? Right. And I'm a stand-up comedian. I, my risk to my body is I go into a dingy club (laughs) and I speak into the same microphone covered in everyone's spit for years. Right. That's the risk I'm willing to take. I don't want to let any other comedians punch me in the mouth or have sex with me on camera or spit in my eyes. I don't want that, (laughs) but I will talk into the same microphone. But if you like want to achieve a certain echelon of whatever, do you're you, like, do, okay, I'll get hit by a car in the face. <laughs> do you think there are comedians that bring their mic, their own mic? Oh yeah. Like now. Yeah. I bring now. Mic but places. before that, do you think there was, there was, it was probably less, uh, frequent, mm-hmm. but I, it existed. Yeah. Some yeah. of them are just gross, man. I know. It, I can't it, imagine. It'll never be grosser. <laughs> Stand up mics will never be grosser than musician. Oh, right, right. When a bar or a venue has their own mics. When I was playing music, I brought my own mic everywhere because there is no smell like an old bar mic. It's disgusting. I want to do a Pixar movie about the bacteria that lives on a a band mic. Old bar mic. (laughs) Oh, that's old bar mic. (laughs) (sighs) (laughs) Yeah. He's just like a disgusting fucking... He's puking yeah. all the time. I came out of Jerry Seinfeld's mouth. <laughs> all right, let's do the ads really quick. I came out of the back of Sam Kinison's throat. Oh, no. <laughs> Put me on your mouth. <laughs> Put me on your mouth. <laughs> all right, let me pull. Fuck, I forgot to pull up the music. That's okay. I'll do a musical interlude. This is a cover of... Semi I'm Away by the Rusted Root. 
Okay, I'm going to do the ads to your music then, Mike. Mike, we had th- <laughs> we had three make goods this week. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, guys, hey, I got a I got an idea. I got a actually, I just got a really good idea. Okay. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> Let, uh, dude, let's talk about Quip. Oh, Quip, okay. that's a great idea. Yeah, because Quip, I mean, come on, guys. It's the holidays, and what would be a better gift for your loved ones than potentially the greatest toothbrush known to man? There's no better gift, and if you get anything other than a Quip toothbrush for your loved ones, you're getting them a worse gift, even if they already have one. Dude, I have their little... Uh, <laughs> I have their little floss thing. <laughs> I have the little floss yes. thing and I I have it next to me when I watch movies and stuff and I've just gotten into the habit of like whenever I'm watching a movie I just like get my floss and just like you know just fucking floss That's and great. it's really That's gotten me the fact that it's so compact and it's just like this little cool capsule that you can just have on you and then it's this like really awesome like space age like all of this stuff is like if you told me they went to the future and got floss and a toothbrush and all that stuff and then brought it to us to show us future technology, I'd totally believe you. Because that's like what yeah. this stuff is. Well, technically, it is future technology. Let's say we're thinking about this in 1993. This is what they have in 2002. And I'll tell you something else. Why don't people floss? Because they don't have floss. If you have this floss capsule, then you'll have it. Dude, and it's it's like a floss that becomes like a pocket buddy. Or like a purse pal, you know, (laughs) you just throw her in there. She's this little thing and it's great. I love it. I think it's cute. And I like little, little things. Like I've always loved little, when I was a kid, I had this like egg that you could like open up and it had like a robot dinosaur in it that you could like fold out and it like became like a robot dinosaur and the egg was the body and you could pop the legs out and you had like, and he's like this big, that was like the coolest damn thing I've ever had. And that feeling I, I connect that, associate those feelings of being a kid and having this cool little thing to open up and I've got a gadget. It's like James Bond's floss. Good personal experience. Thank you. You know, Quip is that electric toothbrush you also hear about all the time. But I'm telling you, it's that floss pick you're going to want to use next. Okay, guys? And if you're not a pick person, if you don't like having like a little tool, they have refillable floss string that they can send to you. And the little container has like a, a thing you pop off and you just replace the uh, the floss in it. And then you've got this yeah. little dispenser with like a mirror on it and stuff. Dude, it's very easy. You could do it anywhere. Mm-hmm. When you're at work, you don't walk around with shit in your teeth. That's right. And uh, have one less annoying conversation with your dentist. Every time you go there when they're like, you should be flossing, just do it before they talk to you about it. 
And, Mike, in addition to the cool floss and the toothbrushes, there's also rewards for brushing better every day. Quip's smart electric toothbrushes connect to a free Quip app, and you earn amazing rewards like free products and discounts from Quip as you brush your teeth. Come on, guys. What's better than learning new and better oral health habits? I don't think much. There's nothing better than that. You only get one pair of chompers, those pearls in there. And after that, it's like, you know, fake stuff. And so take care of the goods while you can with one of our favorite things to put in our mouth, Quip toothbrushes. How do they get it, Steve? I'll tell you how they get it. They can go to getquip.com slash banter. That's G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash banter. And... You'll get your first refill for free if you use uh, our link, which is getquip.com slash banter. So check it out. See if you can find something for yourself. I'm sure you can or for someone else. Quip, better oral health made simple. Thank you, Quip. Bang, 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 bang. Mike, let's talk about Crossrope. I love Crossrope. Me too. You put a Crossrope in my hand. And I'll tell you what happens. I'm going to get in shape. You can put a cross rope in my hand and say, please, Mike, don't get in shape. But I'm not going to listen to you, dude. Yeah, you can't I'm gonna stop go outside. Him. I'm going to work out for, uh, I don't know, 30 seconds, a minute until these things hit my legs. And I'm like, mm. I got to start over again. Then I mm. go for another 30 seconds, a minute. And I stop and catch my breath. I'm sweating a little bit. And all of a mm-hmm. sudden I've done a full body workout because I'm mm-hmm. doing the jumping rope. Mm-hmm. Like I'm taking the Connecticut mastery test and mm-hmm. in third grade. Mm-hmm. What? And then you tell me they got detachable handles and I can do different weighted ropes and one to build muscle and one to get lean. What? Mm-hmm. I thought it was just a rope. I thought this was jump rope. You hand me a rope and then I use it and then I'm strong enough to box someone. But that's not how it works. In Maybe not business. a professional, but you are strong enough to box someone. Box a NBA player or another YouTuber. <laughs> Bottom line is, I'm gonna be in better shape if I use my cross rope every day. So that's what I've been trying to do. You, Steve, during a pandemic, there's only all these so many things that we can't do. I know, What's one and of there's the things that you can do. You can go outside and use the cross rope for a couple minutes. <laughs> yes, and if you've got the room for it, you can even do it indoors. That's the cool thing about it. I tried to do that once. I knocked over my router, and that's on Internet you. Router. That's not on cross rope. But I will say that um, if you haven't done, if you haven't finished your Christmas shopping, you should strongly consider checking out Crossrope as a gift for someone in your dang life who you love and uh, and someone who you care about because getting physical activity during this pandemic, during these trying times is very important. And Crossrope helps you do that with a full cardio calorie burning intense workout with full body resistance training and a complete workout in 30 minutes with a fun thing. Uh, so why don't you go to crossrope.com slash banter that's crossrope.com slash banter and you'll get $40 off the get fit bundle which comes with everything you need to have a great time like Mike was talking about and you'll get free shipping that's right so consider this for the holidays for yourself or a loved one at crossrope.com slash banter thank you crossrope thank you thank you Still 
All right, one more ad, you guys. Bubs. Bubs. Let's talk about Bubs Naturals. Guys, I'll tell you what I've got on top of my fridge. Bubs Naturals, uh, as a reminder for me to add some in my morning coffee. Or add some into my water sometimes. But what is it, Steve? I'll tell you what it is. It's a supplement that you can add. It's a collagen protein powder. And it's the best quality collagen protein powder. Okay. This is a beautiful slow jam. Thank you. And I think it's perfect for the chill vibes of... your wall uh collagen is very important to the strength of not only your uh and, and i'm not a doctor but uh your hair and your nails and you want to keep glowing skin uh into your elder years zoya drinks collagen in her coffee every single morning and then i drink that what's the coconut stuff called steve do you have it there in front of you um let me see the coconut powder that gives you a nice little burst of energy. It's a, a hunger suppressant. I've been doing this thing where I don't really eat my first meal until. Uh, Is it the MCT oil powder? The MCT oil that it comes from uh, coconuts, I believe. <laughs> if I'm thinking of the right thing. And I put a little bit of that in my coffee uh, every morning. And it also helps uh, your digestive tract. And yes. It, it helps with your, uh, your tummy stuff. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know there's a lot of uh, extra bloating and um, your tummy health really affects how the rest of your body feels. So if you mm-hmm. get everything right in there, you can kind of make yourself feel good from the inside out and, and uh, help us do it every morning. I can throw some science at you real quick. Collagen is a natural. No, no, please. I mean, there it's a natural protein that's critical for joint health, exercise recovery, skin and hair growth, and so much more. Uh, so lots of, lots of, lots of good things for your body that your body wants and needs in a very easy to administer way. And just a powder that's tasty. You just add it to whatever you're doing there. You can put it in a post-workout shake or your morning coffee or whatever. Um, and Bub's Naturals is like the official, like, uh, product for like legit, uh sports teams like they're just like the official guys to go to because they've got the best collagen proteins and things like that which i love um yeah you're right uh mike about the mct oil it's made from uh, virgin coconut oil yeah that's what it's made from and that's nice Um, and it's unflavored, so, and it dissolves completely in drinks like your coffee and stuff, so you're not, like, getting chunks or anything like that. Um, so guys, they give you a little, one of those hand blender things. They do, which I love. I use it all the time. It's a, it's a cute little thing. Um, so guys, why don't you check it out for yourself, okay? And you could get 20% off your first order when you use the promo code BANTER at bubsnaturals.com. That's 20% off with the promo code BANTER at bubsnaturals.com. Check it out. 
See what you think. If the if if we're speaking your language in a lot of ways, and you're interested in uh, helping your body get the things that it needs in a convenient way, um, then check it out for yourself. Go to the site. Lots of info there. Thank you so much, Bubs. Thank you, Bubs. Thank you for being a part of me every morning. Thank you, Bubs, and thank you, Dad. Thank you, Dad, and thank you, Bubs. <laughs> Dude, what are your feelings about? Um, I want I want to jump into um, like a bunch of history roads and just like read like a ton of them, but I do want to get really quickly your thoughts on like the jackass stuff. Like, were you ever into it, and did you like it? I think that there was a part of me that was into it just because everybody else was into it. And that was like our junior, senior year in high school, I think, when that was really popular on MTV. <clears throat> and obviously, like so many people would try to imitate it. I remember we just used to do stupid, stupid stuff with um, a camcorder around our neighborhood. I think mm. that was just our generation was that. <laughs> yeah, yeah film stupid stuff before we could put it anywhere so it's all safely on tapes somewhere. right but especially around christmas dude there was this tape that we had circulating around our group of friends that um we would go film dumps that like us jumping through people's like bushes snow covered bushes <laughs> and like getting wrapped up in their christmas lights and running right, down right. the street screaming and right there was one time we went down a snowy hill in the back of our high school in a wagon that i had and we taped a bunch of fireworks. Because <laughs> why not? So we lit a bunch of fireworks. And we just have this like grainy. You can't even fucking tell what it is. Just screaming, going down this steep fucking With, like, fireworks hill going in the up. snow. And just like fire and fountains going off and all these different colors. Damn. And it was like out of focus and, you know, completely blown. You did, you did your own so, jackass. What? You had, you had your own jackass. Yes, we were jackasses. You were jackasses. And then, you know, you you learn what it's like to get hurt, and then you don't want to do that anymore. Because <laughs> you're like, oh, they're getting hurt, but they're also getting paid to do that. And we're just, um, you know, I have to go to soccer practice and explain to my coach why I have burn marks on my ass. <laughs> I just remember being like, because in my, in my school, like when jackass was coming around and people were really getting into it, I remember like it was only the most like annoying people to me that were like the biggest jackass fans and they were all yeah. trying to do it in the school quad and shit like that. And well, essentially it's what you do when you don't, I hate to be so short sighted, but <laughs> it's what you do when you don't have another talent. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. But that's the thing. Like you, you totally. And I used to, I remember thinking like, I remember being like, I'm above this. Like, I don't, I think, I think like there's a lot of things funny about it. That's when I remember thinking about it, but I wasn't into like the culture that had surrounded it. And then mm -hmm. I felt like, man, these guys are only good at destroying their bodies and that's it. And, mm -hmm. and, and I remember thinking like that was so stupid and I just wasn't into it at all. But watching it as an adult and actually watching it, to me, it's so much more than just like a couple of guys like doing stupid shit because it's like they're also coming up with creative ways to do it mm -hmm. and they're insane and they're like, what the fuck? And I think, again, to get to a level of being paid to destroy your body and your life 
because Steve-O talks about how his life is like room, like not. I mean, he doesn't talk about how it's ruined, but he talks about how different his life is because of. Well, listen to him. <laughs> right, right. And and how um, I'm sure he has a Steve-O lot of sounds like when you have hair stuck in your vacuum cleaner. <laughs> And it's just years of like throwing up and like making yourself throw up, which is just terrible for, I think he has all false teeth, right? Right. Right. Cause he rotted all of his enamel by like eating and drinking these crazy things. Right. Right. These, he does like crazy, crazy shit. But and that's the thing. Live shows where he would do crazy shit. But, yeah. and that's the thing. It's like getting to a point where you're, you're, um, able to withstand or, or like um, push through these like insane injuries and then come back the next day to do even like worse ones. Mm-hmm. Um, it, there's like a level of like, um, you know, almost like Olympian strength and, and like the people, the people you hear about back in the days were like that, you know, they fought a hundred men and then they kept going and stuff. It's like, I, you know, it, it, to some degree, again, I connect all of these people to that same kind of world of y- y- it's OK to put your body in physical danger for money and for fame. And uh, and I think that in seeing these guys and what they are capable of and what they are putting their bodies through, it just felt to me like these guys are a different breed and they're not like the annoying guys in high school that were like, I want to be jackass too. Cause just like you, when you figured out how painful and horrible and terrible and stupid it is, you stop, but these guys Mm -hmm. didn't. And I think that that's what sets them above all of those like annoying kids that tried to do it. I also don't, they're the best looking ones that got paid to do it. They were the first ones who sent a tape to a producer and then they stuck the don't try this at home. So no one else could do it. You're just the first ones. Like I have no, dude, you do whatever you want. Get however, get your money. However you want, as long as you're not hurting anyone else. If you're hurting yourself, that's fine. Totally. But also not like, they're not like William Wallace. Right, you know, right, they're right. not the I fought a hundred men. And no, no, said, no, no. They're no, no, like no. the dude in Braveheart that has the fucked up face. Right. Like, with I'll all stand the... with you no matter what. <laughs> you know? They're like, yeah, that. but that guy was the guy you wanted on your team because of how much of a beating he could take. For sure. How, He's a you... part of the team. Yeah, exactly. But he is not William Wallace. See, and that's what he I mean. That other guy. Sure, sure. <laughs> and I think, okay, so that's a good distinction. Like, I think that. If you're like, I need the toughest guys I, to to go to battle with, I think yeah. the jackass guys might be like part of the people that you'd want on your team. Yeah, like if you were to build an army of legitimately <laughs> tough yeah. people, yeah. you would have like people like Conor McGregor yeah. and Nate Diaz yeah. and those guys up front. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And like LeBron James would be like the general. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you get a couple rows back and you're like, what if we threw five (laughs) jackass guys at their castle? Yeah. Yeah. Did that break the door down? Yeah, exactly. Oh, fuck. Oh, oh, I will light myself on fire and I'll throw myself. (laughs) Fire made of. (laughs) Fucking do it. No, is he okay? You do. Is he okay? What was the pause? Yeah, he's fine. He's done a lot of. Why did he's he pause? Done a lot of stuff. The pause was weird. <laughs> yeah, he. I mean, he doesn't work right anymore. No, no, because... don't worry about the pause. I'll get through it, mate. Throw me at him. 
My jaw doesn't work the same way since I bit down that tree, that oak tree with my mouth. There's a piece of ivory keeping my entire body together down here. <laughs> Dude, um, uh, so like, yeah, for real, I like if you were a Bill and Ted and you were assembling the strongest brutes in history, mm -hmm. I think you'd bring the, the, the jackass boys. Not the jackass guys now, though, like the in their prime when they were like really getting beaten the shit out of and their brains were still OK. Um, mm -hmm. All right. Well, anyway. Um, so I guess the point I was trying to make about that was no matter how I felt about it back in the day, seeing it now as an adult, I see it as something that's like, these are guys that can take a beating and made entertainment out of it. Just like the guys that could take a beating and made entertainment out of it. And all the other sports where they take a beating and make entertainment out of it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but they got like, so cre creative and, and they're very funny also. Like they're very funny. Mm -hmm. Um, but I guess I was just angry at like the co the counter bangages. All right. Okay. How about some history road? did somebody send you this a lot of people are sending us like things that we will get dinged for on youtube oh yeah <laughs> so i don't know how you feel about playing things mike how do you what are your thoughts i don't know i guess i don't want to get in trouble or have anything affect the way I, my family eats so maybe we don't have to play everything. <laughs> yeah, maybe we won't play everything, but I, and we'll use our discretion. I don't know what that means specifically, but it certainly means not listening to too much of a copyrighted song. I just feel like there's so many people throughout the years that have written something and have not had it read and that we don't have to risk playing a copyrighted thing because there's so many people who have written things in the past that we could just read the things that people write. Cause that's what history wrote it. History roads. Not like, look at this funny fucking video. I found history <laughs> right. road is like, here's right, a story right. about my life. That's a, a wonderfully well put point, Mike. And I think that we should have that be the final word on it. How about that? All right. We'll see you next week. <laughs> Thanks for watching guys. <laughs> All right. Paul Fiumano. Fiumano says he's one of these I think so Pennsylvania is one long history road and he says I <laughs> hope it's not too long we'll be the judge of that Paul says hello to the world's most favorite one million horn honk boys where's that honk at? there it is my name is Paul a 25 year old horn honk boy from New Jersey who just had a quarter life crisis and decided to move to LA bad decision Uh oh i always wanted to be an entertainer and pick the worst time to make the move but i'm here now and there's not turning back <laughs> <laughs> oh no oh no oh no during the last week of december 
My twin brother, Carmine, accompanied me as we drove across country. On our first day driving, we ended up getting to St. Louis, Missouri, which is quite a stretch. Along the way there, along the way there, we drove through what seemed to be the longest state to ever drive through. Pennsylvania. I was going 75 to 80, cruising for a bruising the whole way until we hit bad traffic out of nowhere. This two-lane highway has to merge into one, and I had to flick the little engine brake bean on my Prius to slow down as fast as I could. As we could, as we get closer to see what the hubbub is about, there's a ranger of some sorts getting out of the car and heading to the scene. My brother and I see a car pulled over on the shoulder. An 18-wheeler in the right lane just chilling, and then a man just laying in the right lane on his back. Clenched fists, looks like he's biting down and staring intensely, but no blood. What the hell? Got a lot of details from that drive-by, huh? In my car, it is straight silence. We are in shock. Is that man dead? Did we just see a dead guy on the road? A couple of minutes pass as we are back en route full speed ahead. Awkward silence. Then one of us breaks the silence. I believe my brother said, Did you see that guy's dick and balls? God knows what happened that day on History Road, but there was a pantsless man on the street who could have had a very nice cum right before we passed him. It was so fucking weird, honestly, but it became an inside joke for us. If we ever do something risky that could kill us, we just say, yeah, man, I don't want anyone seeing my dick and balls. Sorry that it was a long one, but thank you, Mike and Steve, for taking the time out of your day and doing what you do. We all appreciate you. Your podcast. Just play the copyrighted stuff from now on. I don't care what happens. (laughs) To drive past someone. Where, like, clearly an accident had happened. And then the first thing you say is, you see the guy's dick and balls. You're going to do just fine in this town. I think everybody, I think everybody grieves in different ways. (laughs) Fuck, man. Yeah, good. It's always good to have. um, (laughs) Thanks, Paul. Have a second thought. Mm. Please just use my first initial. Letter J. What? <laughs> you can't say that after. Why would you say that afterwards? Hey, DB, sending this again because of that butt pillow you got. I am unfortunately reminded of my college roommate. So here's how that story goes down. I returned from class earlier. Is this going to hold on one sec? Is this going to be a story where he says something horrible about his roommate and you've already said his first and last name, which is his mistake? <laughs> But should we continue with this now? <laughs> I, I mean, we could just bleep it or whatever. Are you going to remember to bleep it? Yeah, I'll remember. I'll remember. <laughs> okay. It's out of the four files we have here because of the computer issues. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, man. It's getting more complicated. Um, I returned from class earlier than usual one day and was greeted in the dorm by a friend, which I believe was loud enough for my roommate to hear me down the hall, but that was not the case. 
I unlock the door and enter only to see him pull down his shirt to cover his hmm, and then he left immediately and spent 20 minutes in the bathroom. I guess I could have knocked. Anyway, so because of this, another friend reversed the peephole on my door so I can look inside before walking in on him. Dude, That's not what the, the solution fuck is happening. That's not the today. solution. That's what not the a solution. Fuck is happening? That's a weird thing to do. Don't do that shit. Why would you reverse the fucking peephole instead of knocking next time? What's wrong with you? That's a very bad decision. You should they, go to jail for that decision. They said, this is what he says. A good idea, I'd say, though an invasion of privacy. <laughs> hey, how about you finish school and then you tell me if that was a good idea. We're so or not. doomed. We're doomed. <laughs> That's a bad idea, dude. Because what makes you think anyone who knows that your peephole isn't reversed wouldn't just look in your fucking room at what you're doing every single time you think you're alone. I mean, and what about the people that walk down the hall and see you looking through the peephole? Like you're going to be known as the creepy peephole guy. <laughs> or what about the people who don't want to see what's going, what other people are doing? Isn't your roommate, regardless of whether he's janking his crank or not. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't your roommate entitled to some privacy? Yeah, 100%. As a roommate, here's here's a little thing you need to learn as a roommate before you move in with anybody else. Knock on the door. That's it. That's lesson one through ten. Knock on the door. You're not the only person who lives there. You both got dicks. You're both going to want to jank, crank. Yeah, imagine, like, look. I, we know how the rest of this story goes. You caught him jerking off or something. That's not even like really catching someone. And I really hope you don't tell that story where you're the weird, where, where he's the weird guy. Yeah. Why are you? Dude, you're the one who reversed the peephole. You're the why weird are you guy. Being like, oh, so weird that my roommate was jerking off in private. What a weirdo jerking off in private. So I, like an American hero, reverse the peephole so I can see if he's jerking off from now on. What's wrong with you, dude? What's he says, wrong with you? He said after that, it was awkward living with him before and after all that. But we certainly didn't make it easy on him. For that, I apologize. Hoping he's well. Why is he the weird one? He's not. <laughs> he's hey, right the, back. He's the victim. Why here. he's the weird one? <laughs> How about that next time? Jesus Christ! For as much as we talk about empathy on this show, there's a lot of people who follow suit. <laughs> Holy fucking! That could have very easily just been you. That guy should if press you've ever charges. Off in your room before. <laughs> What'd you say? That guy should press charges. Yes. Yes. <laughs> And here's his last name. <laughs> Terrible. Why would you reverse the peephole on somebody that you caught jerking off and then write into your favorite podcast? Oh, I know telling why. somebody that you did that. Because he wanted to see his friend jerking off and he's a pervert and he's a bad person. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> that is the yes, only man. version of that story that makes sense, by the way. Thomas Francis sends an email. <laughs> I'm not done with that kid. <laughs> Think about how many times you've done stuff in that room 
that you didn't want people to see. Totally. You're coming at it from a point where like, I've only done homework and played video games in this room. Yeah. You know? Yeah. This like, could have very easily been you, dude. Yeah, switch the roles real quick. Yes. What's wrong with you? Now I'm done forever yeah. with that person. Yeah. I think it, I <laughs> How think, about we do a be nice or not be nice for your fucking roommate? I think what you did was actually a crime. And uh <laughs> <laughs> Does he? Hey, and don't say, hey, here's my first and last name. Don't say my last name. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> don't say it. You had your hearing tested there? <laughs> Have uh, you had your reasoning checked? All right, Thomas Francis, please don't let us down. Let us have a nice history please. road. It's Christmas please. time. Please. We don't want to. We don't want to. I'll, I'll say this. There's a new talking banter. Did okay. you know that? Somebody I didn't took know that. Brett's job. And on the Reddit, mm-hmm. he did a video podcast with his girlfriend that is like an after show to our show. Okay, that's and right. I listened to the the most recent episode, I think it was episode three mm-hmm. or four, mm-hmm. where he talks about, that's so shitty that the guys don't read long history roads. Somebody took the time to write a long history road and these guys <laughs> won't read it, that's so shitty. You got a great point if, the, if it's a great story. But also there's some stories in that find their way into the inbox that maybe aren't so great. Isn't isn't that the case? It seems like we're going to do maybe three history roads. And so far, two out of those have been not. This has been. (laughs) Yes. They don't maybe paint you in the best light. (laughs) It's been. Um, You know, I find it. I find it interesting, though, that there is there is a comfort level in being able to send an email um about (laughs) laughing about a dead person on the road and then also reversing the peephole to watch your friend masturbate (laughs) to make sure your friend is masturbating to to, like like a creepy uh detective like a creepy sherlock holmes I've deduced that my friend definitely jerks off if I watch every day. Here's an example. This is a prank that we played on our friend freshman year in college. Mm. While he was at class, we took all of his stuff and moved it out into the hallway. And we set up his room, like we set up his bed. We took his bed apart and set up his bed and his desk in the hallway. That's hilarious. Yeah, that's a good time. <laughs> never caught him jerking off or never no. shamed him for masturbating. Or humping a or, pillow or anything like that. Or humping a pillow or reversing a peephole so you can make sure you see him when he doesn't know you're there. That's so gross. And Just set up his bed in the hallway and call it a day. It's yeah, so gross. Hey, PSA to anyone listening to that, to this <laughs> podcast right now. That behavior is disgusting. (laughs) And not okay. And we all do things (laughs) that are disgusting and not okay, especially young men. Yes, for sure. And we learn from it and we live our lives a different way going forward. So today is the day you learn. Yes, yes. 
Yeah, someone needed to tell you that that's absolutely disgusting and not okay. And uh, and I hope that yeah, and I hope that you think about that. Uh, <laughs> After dude, take bad. the next three weeks, and before you do everything you're gonna do, <laughs> run it through the is this okay to do filter. Um, okay, <clears throat> let's see if Thomas can knock it out of the park with a good history road. Hi, Mike and Steve. I have a little history road about a slide <laughs> Steve, whistle. I fucking killed a guy. <laughs> I killed a guy. And here's the funny part. <laughs> I did a perfect blank is my favorite blank. <laughs> right. yeah, I left him by the side of the road. And these two Italian twins saw him. You should have seen their faces. <laughs> this has been. <laughs> this has I'm a, twin. I'm a two horn honk murderer. And I want to. <laughs> This is my history road about this murder I committed. Oh, no. <laughs> I feel oh, comfortable no, oh, enough no. telling you guys about it. Oh, no. Um, here's my history road about parasocial relationships. Uh, okay. I don't even know what that is. Uh, it's when it's well, it's when someone you don't know thinks they have a social relationship with you to the point where they can be open with you in a way oh, that's. Oh, oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Thomas Francis says I was in college performing with the wind ensemble playing on the biggest horn honker I could get my hands on the Barry sax, the baritone sax, dude. Heard of is it, it? Is that the biggest horn there is the baritone sax? I would think like a tuba is big. I guess so. Unless, unless cause there, cause the, there is a saxophone. That's like a huge thing, right? Gigantic. Yeah. yeah. My friend in the percussion section had the standout solo of the piece. One large upward slide on his little professional slide whistle. Our band director, who was a hard ass to say the least, cut off the entire band to focus on his standout role as the slide whistler. <laughs> That's great. This exchange lasted for over 15 minutes of going back and forth, describing the slide he wanted from him. Okay. <laughs> Meanwhile, I was almost peeing my pants the entire time while they went back and forth <laughs> about the one long swoop. Oh, you mean like this? <laughs> Where's my slide no. whistle? I don't no, 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 <laughs> not like that like this <laughs> imagine he's doing You're it with his voice <laughs> the guy's yeah, yeah, really yeah. doing it he's like no 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 like <laughs> and then you're hearing me and you're playing after me you know what just do it while i sing it how about that <laughs> Um, if you want more details about the particulars of the whistles, call me. Phone number's in there. Anyways, call thank him, you. Dude. Thank you for listening and thank you for everything you do and keeping me company in my loneliness time. Thank Thanks, you, Tom. P.S. Shout out to Thomas. my big cuz Josh for helping me write this because I am an illiterate fuck. Dude, I'll tell you what. You took your illiteracy to uh, a level that has since unmatched, since been unmatched. And I'm so happy that your story wasn't about seeing a dead person or uh, being a peeping Tom. And I'm so excited for your slide whistle interaction. 
Um, I would love to hear more details. Act, okay, so star. I think star 61 blocks my number, right? Just that... give me your number, man. What's the worst <laughs> thing that can happen? <laughs> this guy doesn't need my phone number, You Mike. tell me this illiterate slide whistle player doesn't deserve your number? <laughs> <laughs> no, this is the, the baritone sax guy. I get it. I was just recalling all the details I remembered from the story in one nickname. Wait, wait, wait. Phone. I just got to make sure, right? Dude reversed the peephole. Yeah, So he man. could look in and see if his roommate was jerking off before he entered the room from now on. Just knock. Why wouldn't you just knock on the door instead? You got power tools out. <laughs> you rearranged the door instead of knocking on it. <laughs> Come on, man. All right, let's do this call really quick. I'll never be over that. I know. I'm so I'm so thankful for this nice history road. <laughs> now. Uh, <laughs> okay. Do it after me. I want to see what a professional. I want to see like a beautiful stainless steel slide whistle. What's his name? Thomas. Tom. Thomas. <clears throat> Tom. Tom, Tom. Hello? Hello, is this Tom? Is this Mike? This, or it's Steve? This is Steve and Mike, yes. Are you shitting me right now? I'm not shitting you. <laughs> I don't shit. I don't shit people. I just shit myself. Oh my god, did you get my history road? We got your history road and we just read it and we first of all, we want to say that we're thankful for it. Because it came at a time where we desperately needed a good one. <laughs> and yours fit the bill, my friend. And we loved yes. your little slide whistle story. Oh, yes. We love it so much that we want you to, 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 to try to mimic what the sound was that your conductor, your band director wanted. And then, yeah. and then, and then give us the sound that, that he was doing that was causing this 15 minute back and forth. <laughs> so my band director at the time was he was a little bit of a hard ass and he was very particular about absolutely everything he wanted <laughs> so like we ran through the rehearsal we got to the end it was the last piece it was like right at the end of the piece and my friend was in the percussion section playing the slide whistle and he was like what? but it like did a crack and it was like what? <laughs> Oh, like a, like a professional slide whistle needs to be played a little bit more delicately or something. Yes, it's a little delicate. It requires a so, finesse. We were like a measure before the end and the band director cuts us off before we like play the final chord. And he's like, nope, not good enough. So we like go not back. quite my tempo. <laughs> exactly. So we go back and, you know, we get to the part and he plays it and it cracks again. You're like, what? <laughs> Like, it's not a nice, smooth little slide whistle. And he's like, nope, not good enough. So he's like, you know what? I just want to hear the slide whistle, and I will not go on until it is perfect. So they just keep going back and forth. He finally gets it without a crack. And then the band director's like, you know, I like it, but I want the start to just be a little bit longer. Don't go to the, you know, the whoop at the end too quick. So then, you know, he goes back and he goes, 
And he goes, nope, that's too long. And then he goes, and then he's like, nope, that was too quick. And he's like, wow, that's like exactly the bit we did. We were like, I wonder if it was like this. I want it to go or something like that. And then he's like, OK, like a nice little trill at the top. Yeah. Oh, man. Ask him what no, a professional no slide top, whistle is. That would have been like. cool. Mike wants to know what a professional slide whistle is like. Like an expensive one. Like an expensive well, like, one. I mean, they make some that are metal, and, you know, this one was metal. Mm. I don't really think there's that much of, like, a price difference. Like, a slide whistle is, like, five bucks in a convenience store, like, as a gag gift. I'm not sure if a metal one is, like, that much more. Like, maybe, like, maybe 50 if I had to guess if you're going to get, like, I'm playing in New York Phil as the slide whistler. Mike so. Mike guessed that it that a really nice slide whistle would be twenty thousand dollars. Is that close? Yes. Um, I bet you you could get like a solid gold diamond encrusted slide whistle. At least gold plated, because I don't know if gold makes good sound. Tom, thank uh-huh. you so much for being on the show. We appreciate your pleasant slide whistle story and we appreciate your reenactment of the, the, de- the, the slide whistle debacle. Ask him if he's ever reversed. Well, thank the you guys so much. The show is just absolutely amazing. I can't about. believe you called me. Well, Tom, awesome. Tom, thank you for emailing us and we hope that you have the greatest Christmas a boy could have. I hope you do too. God bless you, Tom, and I hope you, and keep the Lord close and make him and make him and keep him. Um, <laughs> Do you hang on? <laughs> guys, thank hey, you. I'm for... Steve. Welcome to Jackass. This is hanging up on a guy. <laughs> um, thank you for listening to the show, you guys, and thank you for listening to us uh, vent about shit and and give and we you know it's just a it's just like a bulletin board where mike and i get to throw up all of our goddamn garbage trash and uh and that's what this dang show is and i don't apologize for it i had a great time i had a great time too mike is there anything else you'd like to say before we end the program no i'm having a great time i've been uh putting up new videos on my youtube channel a couple times a week and uh I was able to announce yesterday that I'm going to do a voice in season three of Final Space. Oh, fuck! Final Space. And uh, that's going to be on Netflix and HBO Max and Adult Swim and stuff like that. So very excited about it. I'll tell you when it comes out. More like finally, they got you on that goddamn show. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, man. Very thankful for to have a It's very exciting. That's awesome, dude. I, I Sad card is worth it. I will watch it. I will watch it and see and and uh, and I'll I'll rub one out for you, Mike. Thank you. I'll watch you through your door. I'll watch you through your people. <laughs> God. I don't like it. I'm gonna go take another shower, but just with my ears <laughs> and eyes. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening to this show. We appreciate you. Check out dynamicbanter.clothing to check out merch, and we'll see you next time on the show. Okay. That was a headgum podcast.